1901, a woman by the name of Annie Taylor climbed into a barrel so that she could ride that barrel over Niagara Falls, the first person to do so. The reason for her crazy endeavor? She was struggling to make ends meet, and she was hoping for fame and financial security. It's Ryan from United Faith Mortgage, a faith and family mortgage team that tries to improve your financial outlook without having to ship you over a 170-foot waterfall. Our mortgage team happens to be an arm of a bigger company who is a direct lender, which means our company gets to use its own money and make its own decisions within its own walls. There's no middleman. This advantage often allows us to get you a better rate, which can save you monthly and lifelong money through a refinance, or help you with a cash-out refinance, cashing out some of your home's equity to use for life. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Melville Park Road, Melville, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Corporate NMLS number 1330. Equal housing lender. Not licensed in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota, and Utah. Joining us right now is Amber Leah. She's a former high school English teacher, and she's a work-at-home mom of four little boys, and that is work, my friend. <laughs> she's the best-selling author and co-author of Triggers, Exchanging Parents' Angry Reactions for Gentle Biblical Responses and Parenting Scripts When What You're Saying Isn't Working say something new. We're going to talk to her about that and so many more things as we're moving forward. Amber, it is so fantastic to have you with us Thank on Mornings with Tom you. and Tommy. Thank you, Tom. Thank you, Tommy. I've been looking forward to this. Well, we've been looking forward to having you come on and so many parents are probably they're having their ears perk up right now as they're getting kids ready for school and things are going on because all of us have triggers, but when you are a parent, sometimes it's your children who are triggering you and sometimes your response is something you may regret later. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, I hate to say it, but my name is Amber Leah and I'm a recovering angry mom (laughs) and a yeller. And I mean, I never wanted to broadcast that anywhere, but you know, God has me out there being transparent and hopefully Uh. giving some other people hope because he really did do an incredible work in my life. And it has made a generational impact. I pray Mm. not just for my family, but for lots of other families too. And it's true. We have internal and external triggers. We've Mm -hmm. got the triggers of the things that our kids do. They're whining, they're complaining, they're messy rooms, all those things, and the talking back. But then we've also got our own internal things. You know, we don't get enough sleep sometimes, and that can, you know, make us reactionary instead of responsive. There's so many elements at play, and sometimes we just get overwhelmed and think, am I ever going to get a grip on this issue in my life? So I get it. Yeah, absolutely. Her name is Amber Leah, and she's a former screaming, angry mom. (laughs) And and, and just to, to... So what was the transformation moment for you, if I can ask that question? Yeah, for sure. So I remember very vividly, my husband Guy and I had moved to a small town on the Central Coast. I didn't have a lot of friends. I felt a little bit lonely. I had these three little boys, four and under at the time, and my husband got in his suit and tie, looking all spiffy, went (laughs) off to work. And I looked down after I shut the door, and I was still in my pajamas from like the day before. (laughs) And I looked at my messy house, and I looked at my crying children, and I just thought this is not what I signed up for. I mean, I love my children, but I was just always in chaos. I felt like I did not have a handle on my life. And that led me to being much more sensitive to my triggers. And so I just remember God really just prompting my heart in that specific moment saying, Amber, you need to make more time for me and you need to examine why you're so angry, why you yell why you're so frustrated and you need my peace. And so you need to get back to time in the word with me and in prayer and let me transform you. And so that's what I did. 
kids would go to nap time and I'd get in my seat and I started studying verses on anger and also how does God treat me as a loving father. And then I started just taking my triggers one by one Mm. and trying to apply the word of God in a practical way to what does that look like with a three-year-old who just smeared diaper cream all over my armchair. (laughs) Thank you so much for that and for going that way. And I love that you didn't go straight for behavior modification, which a lot of people do. Mm. They try, I'm angry. I need to not be angry. You Mm. went to the source and started with your relationship with the Lord. I love that you started there. Thank you for that. That's key. And I think that a lot of us as frustrated parents and even grandparents, we try to solve the issue through our children. And it really does first start within us. Mm. And I realized that when I I became sensitive to the Holy Spirit's conviction, loving conviction, by the way. I I did not want to feel that condemnation, and I knew condemnation was not from the Lord. And some people that are listening may may be having their their, ears pricked right now and be thinking, oh, I'm such a bad mom or dad or grandparent. And that is not from your friend, the Lord Jesus. That's from your enemy who likes to accuse you. And so I had to really get clear on that part, too, that, no, the Lord loves me. He's lovingly convicting me as a good father does. And so I'm going to get rid of all the shame and the guilt. And now I'm just going to get clear on what do I need to do next? What is it within me? And when we do that, when we allow the Holy Spirit to work in us, our kids do transform too, because Mm. they're often reacting to our reactions. Mm. Wow. You're hearing the voice of Amber Leah. And this is, this is gold. And you and your friend, Wendy speak, you wrote triggers together for parents. You had this amazing response, right? You're telling this part of your story, but what are the stories of the moms who were struggling? What were they saying about this? You know, Wendy and I decided to start an online Facebook group for moms who struggle with anger and yelling. And before we knew it, it had grown to thousands and thousands of people. And that was our first aha, that this wasn't just us. We weren't the only ones. This is a big need. And so um, we decided to do a series in that group, just going trigger by trigger, all these different internal and external things. And then the Holy Spirit just prompted us like this. You have to put this in writing so that Mm. people can refer back to it easily and Mm -hmm. we did and it it became an amazon bestseller right away day one it released and it's you know sold over a hundred thousand copies and it's just become a ministry that we never saw coming (laughs) just trying to be obedient to lord what do you want us to do and so wendy and i just give all glory to god in Mm -hmm. that and we just have a, a deep desire to keep letting moms and dads know that they don't have to stay in that cycle mm-hmm. of anger and frustration and yelling that there's hope and there's actually simple practical things they can do to make a big difference even right away today. You're hearing from Amber Leah. She is the best-selling co-author of Triggers, Exchanging Parents' Angry Reactions for Gentle Biblical Responses. And uh, Amber, thank you so much for being with us this well, morning. Thank you for having me. It's been so fun. Well, Amber, um, you... Um you shared and you opened your heart with us, letting us know that that is your background. You were kind of the angry, yelling mom, and uh, you went to the Lord, and He kind of helped you through that. And you wrote a book with Wendy, and and this resonated. This message resonated. Well, I know that there are somebody listening right now who's finding themselves in that moment, you know, where the, they find themselves yelling, but they don't know how to get out of it. If you could please just give them a couple of tips that might help them find their way through this moment. Absolutely. You know, when I was growing up. 
up, I wanted to be a mom all my life. And not once did I think to myself, when I grew up, I want to be an angry, yelling, foolish mom. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. that, that wasn't what I pictured in the future. And yet there I was right mm-hmm. there in that place. And, you know, the Bible tells us that a fool gives full vent to his mm-hmm. anger, but it's the wise that quietly hold it back. And mm-hmm. so for me, some of the practical steps were, okay, well, how do I do that when we're late out the door and none of the kids can find their shoes? And now I'm upset and I'm angry and and all the things are swirling in my mind. And so just very practically, and there's a lot of science behind this, I just take a mommy time out, a little holy pause, okay. we like mm. to call it, Wendy and I, just take a holy pause. Because instead what we do is we quickly respond or react. And so now I, I've learned and trained myself to stop, take a deep breath, hold it for a second, and just breathe out. Like take the time to do that and get control of your emotions. So, you know, our emotions were meant to encourage us and to bless us, not to enslave us. And when they lead us toward anger and frustration, uh, we want to stop that. And if we keep doing the same old patterns, we're not going to make progress. And so stopping for a minute, taking a breath. And I always just say a quick breath prayer. Lord, I'm starting to feel all the things. I need you to help me be calm. And it's just that simple prayer. So taking a quick holy pause in the heat of the moment is good. And then also we tend to parent in the problem. And I'll tell Mm. you what, as a grown woman, I am not very good at being teachable when I'm highly emotional. I'm crying. I've got all the feelings. And yet I'm expecting my immature child to listen to a lecture or listen to my correction right in the moment. So I like to tell people like Mm. delayed discipline. Give both your child and you a few minutes to just breathe, come back to it. And there's nothing wrong with saying, hey, you know what? I'm starting to feel upset. You're upset. Let's take a minute. Let's get calm. I love you. I care about you. I want to find a good solution for us both. Let's talk about this in a little bit. And then come back to it. So this kind of delayed discipline or correction, I think, is so important. Oftentimes we allow our fears and our peers to push us to a quick reaction Mm. instead of saying, you know what? I don't need to deal with this this second. It's okay for me to circle back when my child's more receptive. Okay, that sounds like good advice for yeah. married couples as well. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, for just to take a pause. Yeah. <laughs> because what you're doing is you're retraining your brain, right? Because triggers have to do with that impulsive reaction, right? That's so right. you're retraining yourself to be thoughtful and to come back into your prefrontal lobe, you know, right. your, your your rational brain and think this through. And you're inviting the Holy Spirit to speak to you. And that's where the, the power is. And so do you have any stories of how this has really transformed some of these moms and dads lives? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that one of the, the mindset pieces that's so helpful with all of this is that we start to, instead of looking at triggers as reasons to get angry, they're really opportunities for Mm. us to grow in Mm. our own being refined by the Lord, right? Mm. Like this is an opportunity for me to become more patient. This is an opportunity for me to maybe not just be quick to scold, but instead to have a little more empathy and find out why is my child behaving this way? It's actually going to strengthen our relationship, these Mm -hmm. triggers, as opposed to causing us to be at odds with one another. And so, you know, for moms and dads that are listening that tend to just keep getting into that cycle of reactions, hopefully this will cause them to think a little bit differently that this isn't something I have to blow up over. This is actually an opportunity for me to get to know my child a little bit more and really to become a coach, to learn Mm. them and to think, what what do they need that I could help them make some progress in? You know, if they're messy and they're never finding their shoes, maybe practically we can find a spot where they always put their shoes when they come Mm. in the house. 
We get to be problem solvers. And this is an opportunity as opposed to a reason to just get angry and frustrated. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I love that, uh, that you're actually kind of working your way through this and getting out of the heat of the moment. I think we get triggered and therefore we react instead of taking the moment to breathe and pray and respond. And everybody seems to benefit if we actually take a moment and do that. Absolutely. And, you know, our kids are asking for our help. That is part of our role as parents is to point them to the Lord, to model Christ likeness to them. I was really good at applying all those verses about being patient and kind and overlooking offenses to other people. Like I could do that on the road or I could do that at the grocery store. But I was like not doing that with my kids because I'm the mom, you know, so I'm going to be this stern disciplinarian. And it was like, well, actually, it's my loving kindness that's going to draw them to repentance. And Mm. so what is the best atmosphere for me to demonstrate loving kindness and for my child to be receptive to it. I got to stop with the angry reactions, the huff and puff, the stern body language, the crossing my arms all the time and start to think about this in a way that's more Christ-like and it makes all the difference. Mm. So I was asking about some stories. Do you have like some examples of maybe somebody who came to you and was struggling with something and then where they are today? For sure. So I had one mom wrote to me and she said, look, my child is, you know, always late for school. The carpool's late. We can never get out the door on time. And I don't even know what to do anymore. Mm. And it's always because of the shoes. And so I said, okay, well, you might want to have a conversation with the teacher and just let them know, you know, so-and-so is going to be at school on time, but they're not going to be wearing shoes probably for the next few days (laughs) because she was delaying so long to help them find their shoes. And this was a a preteen. So they were old enough, you know, to be able to find their shoes. I was like, look, you've got to let some natural consequences Mm -hmm. take place. If that means he's not going to be able to go out and play football at recess because he doesn't have his shoes on, but the teacher's okay with him coming without his shoes on, (laughs) then so be it. You know, find some creative ways to allow that. And you know what? It only took one time for that kiddo to be like, wow, she's serious. Like, I've got to get in the car without my shoes on. And away we go for them to realize, okay, this isn't worth it. I need to make some changes. So sometimes just those natural consequences, letting them play out, it doesn't harm them. It prepares them for a much more organized and hopefully, you know, happier future. I love that yeah, story. <laughs> I do too. Absolutely. And okay, so somebody's listening to us right now and they're going, wow, this is something that I really want to learn more about. And is there a community of people that I can be involved with that can help me start implementing this in my life? Yeah, absolutely. So Wendy Speak and I have a parenting group on Facebook called Gentle Parenting with Amber and Wendy. Anybody can request to join. We'd love to have you there. Sometimes we do book studies. We just offer content to encourage moms and dads, grandparents too, or anybody that's in foster care, anybody that's a teacher, people like that, anyone that's around kids a lot, you are welcome to join. We want that to be a free and available resource to everybody. Yeah. Okay. Highly successful. I've been on that page and it's over 13,000 people on there. Okay, so no. yes. A lot of people need that help. Absolutely. Okay, that's wonderful. All right. So we're going to wrap up our time with here, you here, Amber. And I want you to speak to the one mom right now who feels like she has completely lost it, uh, doesn't know where to turn, what's going on, what would you say to her right now? Take one trigger at a time. Overwhelm is a choice. Mm. So slow the roll. Find out what is the one thing that you feel is the most pressing problem or trigger that you have. Go to the Lord and invite him to give you practical wisdom. You guys, God has the answer for all of our problems. He, he is the smartest, right, best resource we could ever go to. Trust him that he's going to speak to your heart and trust him that he's going to forgive you 
There's no condemnation in him. And so go to him, ask him for how to handle that problem practically and apply a specific scripture. Take one verse, put it on your phone, write it on the mirror, put it on a little three by five card on your steering wheel and just focus on that. If you want your words to be kinder, write out a proverb that talks about the tongue and then just pray it and invite the Lord to transform you. He will do it.